the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are blessed to be a part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of Him is because Jesus Christ is the head of the church. By design, the head leads and guides the rest of the body in the direction that it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and direction of the head by going in the direction and doing what the head said. God designed the body of Christ to operate the exact same way. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same thing as our head, Jesus Christ. We're to follow the lead of our head and do whatever our head, Jesus, communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever the head does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever the head doesn't do, we're supposed to follow the head and not do too. That's because being images of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, that we ought to do. God wants us to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. That's why we do what God said do. But let's look at the second part of what he said today. He said in verse 6, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. Neither known him. That not only they ain't seen him, they don't know him either. Now that word known right there is the Greek word genosko. It's spelled G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Genosko, like Bosco. Genosko. I'm dating myself. Praise God. It's like genosko. Which means no absolutely. Which means no absolutely. See, this is important. Because a lot of folks say they know the Lord, but they don't know the Lord. They know the Lord like they know Michael Jackson. Because everybody, oh, I know Michael Jackson. No, no, you don't. That's why you're so shocked when you find out he was sleeping with little boys. Praise God. And still didn't even want to accept that because you didn't know him. You knew of him, but you didn't know him. Just like the same thing that people know with the Lord. They know of him, but they don't know him. Because if they knew him, they wouldn't sin. Because if they knew him, absolutely, they wouldn't sin. They kind of know him. I know he's a savior. Yes, he is. But he's also a Lord that tells you how to act if you his. Praise God. Because if you knew him, absolutely, you would do what he said do. Because if you don't know him, absolutely, then you'll think that something else about him is true. You'll think that it's okay to do certain things. You think it's all right to do certain things. And the reason why you think that is because you don't know him. Because if you knew him, you wouldn't even go there. 
Are you listening to me up in here? For example, for example, for example, I'll use myself, for example, praise God. There are many people up in here, praise God, a few people up in here that know me, praise God. But some people know me, but they don't know me. Like, let's say, they said, well, I heard pastor like to eat. Praise God. I guess you can look and see that. Praise God. Hey, man, that shows how much, that don't show how much I like to eat. That shows how much I don't like exercising right now. Praise God. That's what it shows. Praise God. Amen. But let's just say that we're going to use, for example, that I like to eat. Praise God. You said, well, I heard pastor like to eat. Oh, yeah, he ain't scared to eat. Praise God. Hey, man. And so, well, she said, well, I'm going to fix him a wonderful meal. I'm going to bring it up here for lunch tomorrow. Praise God. I'm not trying to get nobody to bring me no lunch tomorrow. I'm just saying that for an example. And so, let's say, for instance, that person said, mm, I know what to do. I'm going to fry him some golden fried chicken. And, ooh, I can see it dripping. Out. And I'm going to have some hot sauce on the side ready for him, too. Praise God. And then they said, and, 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 and I'm going to cook him some greens. Ooh, I'm going to cook him some greens. I'm going to clean them first. And then I'm going to cook him some greens. I'm going to cook him in fat back. Praise God. I'm going to cook him in some, some fat back. Praise God. And, 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 and cook them up in that name. Ooh, these greens going to be like, mm, they're going to be so good. And I'm going to cook him some cornbread, praise God. And I'm going to use some lard, praise God, to be able to, to, be able to, to, be able to cook it up and, you know, like that. I'm going to hook him up, praise God. And I know what to do. I'm going to bring him a little wine cooler on the side, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring a little wine cooler on the side. And then brought that to me and uncovered it and stuff. You don't know me. But you my pastor, but you don't know me. Because if you knew me, you'd know nothing on that list is anything that I would ever put in my mouth. First of all, I don't eat meat. I said, I don't eat meat. Praise God. God told me not to eat meat. I ain't telling you not to eat meat. I'm telling you what he told me to do. Why did he tell you that? I don't know. I didn't ask him. I just accept that he know what he's talking about. Praise God. I'm one of those silly people that think he knows something what he's talking about. So I don't need to ask him. He know the end from the beginning. And so if he come to tell me to do something, all I need to do is do that. The one thing I love about God, he don't always tell you everything. You don't need to know everything. Just do what I said do. For instance, he say flee fornication. He don't tell you the rest, like baby mama drama, baby daddy drama. You know, he don't, he don't talk about none of that. He don't be dealing with all of that. Hey, come on up here. Court cases and money spent. And he don't deal with all that. He don't even tell you about all that. All he said to you is flee fornication. That's all he said is flee fornication. Hey, Amen. Somebody, well, why? There are reasons. I mean, yeah, well, why? Because the kid now ain't going to know his daddy. The kid ain't going to know their mama, praise God, and stuff like that. And, and, and they're going to miss out on living the life that they're supposed to live. I ain't saying that it can't be corrected and things can't be made better. But it's not going to be living by design the way it's supposed to do. Whereas they're going to be able to sit there in class when everybody else got mama and daddy sitting there. They just looking at mama sit there. They ain't looking at daddy sit there. Praise God. Then they start feeling a little different about themselves. Praise God. Because I don't care how much you talk to a child about it. It don't matter. It does matter. Praise God. Hallelujah. But he ain't going to get into all that explanation. All he going to tell you is flee fornication. Don't lay with nobody until you commit to that person and they committed to you. And then stick around for a few years after they committed to see if they really meant what they said to you before you turn around and invite them in the golden gates to be able to have all these kids and stuff. Are you listening to me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word. Hallelujah. So that you can find out what you really got when you got the package. Because see, a lot of y'all buy the package, but after you open it, you find out later on what you bought. Praise God. And then you'll be having buyer's remorse. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. And now you're going to mess up the kid's life because of you messing up. Come on up in here. So God don't explain all of that. All he says is flee fornication. So if the person know God know what he's talking about, then they don't need a long explanation. He said flee, flee. That's what we do. He told me to quit eating meat. I eat quit eating meat. I, ain't got no, I don't need no explanation. I, he knows something. I don't know. But I trust that. Are you listening to me up in here? But the point of the matter is, is that the reason why you would bring me that is because you don't know me. Because if you knew me, you would know I don't, there's nothing that, that, that I don't want to do. You would know me because you don't know me absolutely. Well, see, how about this? 
The reason why we do what we do and still bringing plates before God with stuff on it that ain't nothing that he eat, have nothing to do with and have nothing to be bothered with. And we bring it before him like it's okay because we don't know God. That's why we bring in our unsaved boyfriend or girlfriend to him talking about God bless this mess. When I told you clearly what, what fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness and darkness have with light. And you telling me to bless Satan's little brother being with you? <laughs> His sister laying with you? Is you crazy? But you don't know him. See, the problem is that the church of the living God don't know God like they're supposed to. And because if they knew God like they're supposed to, they wouldn't sin like they do. Because they would know who he is. Are you listening to me up here? And understand a little bit more about being his. That word also translates understand, genosco, to know. It also means to understand. See, if a person continues in sin after becoming a Christian and being in Christ, then they could not possibly have understood who Jesus is who came to save them, who he is who came to save us. They couldn't understand that because they couldn't understand why he saved them, why he went through what he did. Why did he pay such a vicious price for me and you in order to pay for the price of sin? Then if you understand what the vicious price he paid to be able to pay for that sin, it wouldn't be appealing to sin because you would understand what he did for you. If you would understand what that sin actually does, that it ain't fun, it ain't just fun. Now Satan wants to camouflage it and cover, cover it up and sugarcoat it with fun. Oh, it's just fun. Oh, I, was, I wasn't doing anything. It's just fun. No, you were in sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, then, and the wages of sin is death. It ain't, it ain't like, well, it could be death. No, it is death. Are you listening to me? Some death of some way is going to manifest someday. It's gonna, I'm not saying forgiveness isn't offered to you, but death is still going to manifest for you. It ain't going to be the eternal death. He handled the eternal death part, but he didn't handle the, the, the temporary death part. Like, for instance, if you was to fornicate today, praise God, and then have a little baby bump inside of you on a given day, praise God, and then you say, you know, Lord, forgive me for what I did. Baby don't disappear. Baby's still all up in here. Are you listening to me up in here? And it's going to keep on growing. It's going to be there for the next X amount of years too. Praise God. How long I'm talking about after it come out. There ain't going to be years up in there. Praise God. But, but, but you're still going to live that out. Are you listening to me up in here? There's still going to be things that you got to deal with and still have to do because of the thing that we do. But see, if we understood these things, I mean, for real, understood these things, then we wouldn't do what we do. But the reason why we do is because we don't understand him like we're supposed to because we don't know him. See, some folks say, I go to church, I pray, I read my Bible, but I still sin. But according to their word that we just read and heard, if they continue to sin, it's because they don't understand Christ, who is, in the, who, who is, who is the word. They don't understand him. I mean, it's nice you read it, but you still don't understand it. It's like that in class, praise God, where people say, well, I read my Bible, but did you understand it? I read my textbook, but did you understand it? Because that's where it's going to be able to show itself on the test. What answer do you give when the, when the question is brought to you? Are you going to answer the right answer or the wrong answer? That's going to basically be based upon your understanding. I, I'm still talking to some of the instructors in the school of ministry, praise God, because they might give, give people. I think they're giving people points, praise God. Whereas they'll ask a question like, did you read your textbook, uh, you know, your reading assignment? And they circle yes or no. And they'll be like, yes. And I'll be like, forget that question. Put down another one. And did you understand your textbook? Praise God. Because it ain't enough that you just read the thing. Do you know what it says? Do you understand what it's saying to you? Because that's what you got to live out. Are you listening to me up in here? And a lot of people... Say, I've read my word, but you couldn't have understood what you read because if you did, you wouldn't have keep doing what you do. Because according to the word, if we or they understood the word, then we and they would not continue sin. Turn to 1 John chapter 2. Let me show it to you from another angle. 
Because, see, the word was given to you so that you don't sin. So if you're reading your word and still in sin, you might be reading it, but you don't understand it. Hey, man, I'm sure it to you in the word. First John chapter two, verse one. John chapter two, verse one. My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. Did you hear that? Notice there's a period behind that. My little children, I wrote this unto you that ye sin not. There's a reason why I gave you this Bible. So you don't sin. So the reason why I wrote you all this information. So you don't sin. That's why I gave you 66 books in this love letter to you. So the name sin is never seen by you. I've given you all the information that you need to know. The Bible teaching of itself that it has all things that pertain unto life and godly, which means everything you need to know in order to have a life, to live life, and to live godly in life is in this book right here. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That's Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation, substitute for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, look, we like to focus on that part. That we have, but if I do sin, I got an advocate with the Father. Yes, you do. You have a lawyer that's on your, pleading your case for you and going to make sure that he gets you off the hook for what you just did, too. But at the same time, that doesn't change that before that comes the statement that I wrote all this to you, that you don't sin in the first place. Now, now I, I like that second verse, that second part of the verse, though, because it tells us if I do mess up, don't condemn myself, don't beat myself up, don't feel like I'm, I ain't no good, and I ain't no good Christian, I ain't no real Christian, and I, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't say, no, no, don't do that, because he's talking to my little children, because even his children make mistakes. Are you listening to me up in here? But he's telling you, though, you got somebody that's going to plead the case for you, it's got somebody that's already paid the price for you, don't beat yourself up, just stand up and come on, let this thing out like I'm supposed to do, and go back to that book, begin to start reading it again, so that you can learn what you're supposed to do, and get better at it. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. When you get your examination back from a test, it shows you two things. Shows you the things you knew, things you didn't know. Well, maybe three things. The things you knew, the things you guessed right, and the things you know. Praise God. Amen. Let's just make it three things. Praise God. Things you knew, <laughs> things you guessed right, and the things that you didn't know. But one of the things it shows you in those two categories, guess right and no, especially that one that, that the ones you didn't know. It gives you something to know what to go back and restudy. See, this is where people don't do well in school. Can I tell you one of the places place people don't? Listen to a person that was summa cum laude, 4.10. Are you listening to me up in here? One of the reasons why people don't learn what they're supposed to learn is because they do not accept the test for what it really is. And that is an indicator of where you are at this present time. It's not an indicator of your worth. It's not an indicator of who you are. It's just an indicator of where you are in your knowledge at this given time. Your ability to retain stuff in your brain and then be able to give it back to somebody else. A lot of people, they fall apart when they see that they messed everything up. No, that's a good thing. Not that you messed everything up, but now you know where you messed up. So that you can go back and fix it. You can go back and relearn that spot. You say, I didn't know that like I thought I knew that. Now I know where to go back and get that right. Are you listening to me up in here? Which means every time you get a test, you now have a new opportunity to get 100 on the next one because now you know what you didn't know before, and now you can maybe sure, sure you get it right. Are you listening to me? Same thing in Christianity. Once you mess something up, praise God, now you're supposed to go back to the book and study that. We want to go back and just start reading the Bible in general. No, study that because that's what you messed up on, so that's what you need to study. Are you listening to me? That's what you did wrong, so that's what you need to get the information about. You don't restudy the stuff you're getting right. You study the stuff you got wrong. 
Does that make sense to anybody? That's why flashcards are good to anybody that's learning. I don't know why I'm teaching. Maybe it's because school's about to start. Praise God. That's why flashcards is good and stuff like that. Why? Because you can test yourself before the teacher tests you to be able to find out whether you really know this stuff. Question, you know, what is the Bible? Um, um, uh, now, no, keep that card over here because I need to keep studying that one over and over again because I'm still jacking that one up. Who is Jesus? Um... No, you need to get saved. Praise God. Then <laughs> pick it back up. But the point I'm trying to point, point I'm trying to raise is that you know what to straighten out now. See, when God comes to you and tells you about how you didn't get your test right, you're not supposed to get upset. Oh my God, he's a horrible. God's a horrible teacher. I can't stand this class. Oh, I don't like this information. John, you judging me? God, said, I'm trying to help you. I'm showing you where you was wrong. Now get back in the book and find out how to write, write it and straighten it out. Because I wrote these things under you that you sin not. I wrote these things under you so that you don't make a mistake. I wrote these things under you so that you don't err and you don't take that wrong course that you weren't supposed to take. Are you listening to me up in here? He said, he said, keep reading, verse 3. Here's where it gets real good. Verse 3. It says, and hereby we know, we do know that we know him. Now, remember, the whole premise that I was talking about right now is that problem is, is that we don't know him. That's why we keep sinning. He said, hereby do we know that we know him. Now, if you wasn't writing in your Bible, it's okay to write in your Bible, by the way. Your Bible, I said, don't write in mine. Praise God. If you're one of them blue ones, put it back and don't be writing in it. But I'm talking about yours. It's okay to write in it. Praise God. I put stars, circles, underline and stuff. Because if he said, this is how I'm going to know that I know him. Then talk to me because I want to know how I know him. Because I think I know him, but I want to know how I know him. God don't want you to think you know him. He wants you to know you know him. That word know right there is the same word genosco, which means know absolutely. You can know absolutely whether you know him or not. You can know absolutely whether you know him or not. He says, and hereby do we know that we know him. If we can say all his Hebrew names. If we can all say all his Greek names. If we can say all his hood names, if we can quote all the books of the Bible, if we can be able to uh, go to VBBS, then we know him. Hanani, then we know him. None of that. He said, and hereby do we know absolutely that we know absolutely him if we keep his commandments. That scratch all false teaching to tell you you ain't supposed to keep the law in the commandments. Because he said, that's how you know you know me. It's because you keep my commandments, which is my law, my doctrines, my teaching, because you're doing what I tell you to do. That's how you know you know me. God he looks at whether or not you do what he says do as to whether you know him. Absolutely. That's what he looks at. This is what it's trying to teach us right here. Are you listening to me up in here? That's how you fellowship with love. He says that you, that, 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 that you keep my commandments. Now, that word keep right there means guard. It comes from the concept of guard from injury or loss. But you do it by keeping the eye upon. So you have to keep your eye upon what he said for you to do. Because if you don't keep your eye upon what he said for you to do, you'll miss it. I used to play softball, baseball, a lot of other things. Praise God, too. Praise God. And, 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 and if you're going to hit a ball, praise God, you got to keep your eye on that ball. And you watch it all the way into the bat. You watch it all the way into the bat. Praise God. You don't be closing your eyes and swinging. You ain't going to get it. Are you listening to me up in here? And you don't be looking at everything else and swing. You got to keep your eye on the ball and watch it all the way to that bat in order to make contact on it and take it the way it want to go. But see, a lot of us keep missing. It's because we're not keeping our eye on it. We're missing. And imagine if you was on a team and somebody brought you on to be the baseball player or be the hitter, the big hitter. 
Praise God. But every time you come up to bat, you miss it. That's a problem. Are you listening to me up in here? They didn't bring you on the team to miss it all the time. They brought you on the team to make it. If you were supposed to be the shooter and we put you on the team, you ain't supposed to miss all the time. You're supposed to, and, and if you start missing too much, your coach supposed to put you over and start talking to you. Look, excuse me, sweet. You're supposed to be hitting this shot. And if anything, they'll work on you in practice and teach you how to hit that shot. But you're going to have to hit this shot. Why? Because you can't keep missing it. Why? Because we keep losing because you're missing. Are you listening to me? The kingdom of God is not moving forward. We keep losing because you're missing. And the coach is trying to talk to you and tell you, look, look, you need to hit this shot. And I'm going to teach you how to hit this shot. Y'all don't want to work with me. See, 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 the world done got to you. That's why it's okay for you to be able to put your kids in programs where they give everybody the trophy and tell everybody they the winner. Even though ain't no winners and ain't no losers out here. Excuse me, what are you playing? Praise God, they are winners and losers. Praise God. Well, we don't want our child to be able to think they a loser. When they teach them to win, praise God. Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. Praise God. Y'all been liberalized. Praise God. Somebody going to win. Somebody going to lose. What you got to do is teach them how to win. Are you listening to me? And teach them don't beat themselves up when they lose, but just get better when they lose. Just increase their game. Hallelujah. That's what's supposed to happen so you can step your game up. See, God's trying to teach you the church right now. Come on, step your game up. You keep missing. You keep losing. And then keep getting awards as though it's okay. It's not okay. I'm expecting you to win. Come on now, champion, champion, the champion. And remember, we in him and we in the loser, loser. It, 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 it's, 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 something's wrong with that. Are you listening to me up in here? Don't get mad at me while I teach real good, blessed be his name. God expects you to keep his commandments. See, the idea is that we keep our eyes upon them so that we can do them. And notice what we keep our eyes on, his commandments. Now, the word commandments right there is a powerful word. It means injunctions. That is an authoritative prescription. It's an injunction. That is an authoritative prescription. Now, if you just think about those two parts of that definition, those are opposites. I don't understand. An injunction, which is legal, which is an, that is an authoritative prescription, which is medical and personal. An injunction, which is legal, that is an authoritative prescription. That's because God is both. God is both a legal being and a personal being. God is both a lawyer, God is both the judge and he's also the physician. And so he's both at the same time. And so he's coming to you as both to be able to talk to you and provide you a commandment. Let's work with the injunction part. Injunction means a judicial process or order requiring the person or persons to whom it is directed to do a particular act or to refrain from doing a particular act. It is a judicial process or order requiring the person or persons to whom it is directed to do a particular act or to refrain from doing a particular act. Well, God is a judge who issues to us injunctions that requires us to do or refrain from doing particular acts. It's called the word of God that requires us to either do or refrain from particular acts. And if we do not do what the injunction does, then we are open to problems. If we do not do what the, what the injunction says, then we're open to problems. If there was an injunction that told me to do something and I didn't do what the injunction told me to do, I'm open to fines. I'm open to penalties, and I may even open, be open to uh, incarceration. Why? Because I didn't do what it is that that injunction told me to do. And God has given us injunctions that if we don't do what he tells us to do, fines will be paid by me and you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. 
Hope that you learn a little bit more about what God wants all of us to be, that is, images of the God who made you and me. I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be better images of God like he wants all of us to do. So, let's do what God wants us to do and be images of him like we have the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to the Lord this year, we have something for you to do that'll help that happen. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are. By preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at a Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.